0: Welcome listeners to sleep, eat, perform and repeat. This is a podcast on high performance It will be presented by myself, David Clancy and my two co-hosts, Connor Gavin and Kieran Dunn. What we're striving to achieve here is figure out what makes high performing individuals tick, why they do what they do and why are they successful? Rate and review, share with your friends, but most importantly, enjoy. Welcome everyone to Sleepy Performer Pete, episode number 52, with a pro baseball player, Tim Rodriguez. Tim is a Portland-born baseball player, former Texas Ranger, and current Dublin City Hurricanes outfielder. Tim talks about his time spent in Ireland to date, baseball stories, his roots from playing at the age of five, and why baseball is part of our history here in Ireland too. Baseball Ireland is growing, and Timmy is a big ambassador for it. Listen to Tim talk about the state of relaxed awareness, some aphorisms, and his life lessons for us. There was so much to take away from this episode, from key themes such as mental toughness, the importance of preparation, and passion for what you do.
1: So hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Sleepy Performer Pete. We're here with Tim Rodriguez and I'll pass you over to David to introduce you to this great man.
0: Um, Firstly, I'd like to say to all our listeners, we're very fortunate and grateful we have a baseball player in the house today. Um, all the way from Portland, the US, and he's over here trying to bring an appreciation of the game of baseball to Ireland. And Timmy is is an outfielder, very strong big man. We're looking forward to hearing his story, his life story, and what makes him tick. So, Timmy, thanks very much for coming in today. How's life? What are you doing? Uh, life is good. Yeah, it's good to be here. Very good. So, just tell, tell myself and Kiron a little bit about You know, what have you been doing? You you just said to us a couple of minutes off air that you only moved to Ireland a couple of months ago.
2: Oh, uh, I moved to Dublin a couple of months ago. I've been in Ireland for about five years. Yeah. Uh, Most of that was spent in the West, um, working on a farm and everything, like working with cows and all that. Uh, So if you need any help dosing a cow, give me a call. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I've been in Galway, lived in Mayo, uh, lived in Clare. So the first four years was spent all in the west. Okay. And so now I finally made the move to Dublin. Okay. So, and who are you playing with currently in Dublin? Uh, I'm playing with the Dublin Hurricanes.
0: Okay. And just tell the listeners, kind of, what does that involve? You know, playing with that team at the moment in terms of commitment
2: and so forth. For the first four years, it was a pretty big commitment because I was traveling from the West. They have training sessions. I'd never been able to go to one because I live so far away. But during the regular season, um, I would make the effort on the weekends to, you know, get on a bus and every Sunday play a game. Yeah, to be part of the Hurricanes. It is kind of a requirement to show up to training sessions and everything like that. Um, but they understood, you know, the distance I was traveling, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty big commitment, you know, okay. to come and play baseball in Dublin from the West. Yeah. And tell us, if we if we go back
0: a little bit in time, how long have you been playing baseball? What got you into the game? What got you into the national pastime?
2: I started playing baseball when I was five. My father was a baseball player, okay. um, he's from Puerto Rico, Okay, so most kids grew up with like you know bedtime stories and all that, I grew up with baseball stories, okay. um, so I kind of learned the history of Latin players integrating into Major League Baseball, okay. um, so just that type of history, um, and then I spent, you know, 20 plus years playing the game. Okay, and did you have any big idols
0: in, you know, from that part of Rosa, you know, Roberto Clemente? Or oh, the, man, yeah. Were, were, <laughs> yeah, were there, yeah. were there guys like that that you said, I want to be somebody like that when I grow up? Or? Oh, man,
2: I used to emulate my entire swing off of Roberto, <laughs> man. Like, every single story about him, like, I knew probably before I was 10, okay. you know, because my dad being from the same island, like... Yeah. You go to Puerto Rico, it's Roberto Clemente this. You're impressed, Roberto, Keanu, I knew that. No? Yeah, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, very impressed, dude. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every field, like every fifth field is like Roberto Clemente's field. Oh, wow. You know, so yeah, yeah he's definitely one of my idols. Um,
0: and for you, what? when did you figure out you wanted to be an outfielder? Like you were never wanted to be a shortstop or a pitcher? Or what What drew you to going outfield and having to catch a ball, run really fast and gun it
2: back to the catcher or first base? Earlier on, it was because I was very quick. Then later on, it was just easier. <laughs> you have to be in the outfield. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, we move, like, every 20 minutes. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> so. um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just the speed and my arm. I had a really good arm. And, obviously, in the outfield, we are making the furthest throws. So, I had a really good arm. But yeah it's kind of similar to a wide receiver in football you know we're running down the ball and, yeah. and trying to catch it you know trying yeah. to you know damage control um but yeah that's really how i became an outfit like i really i played shortstop i played third base and everything but it was just kind of a position that came more naturally so
1: very good and playing with ireland baseball the national team what does that involve in terms of tournaments who do you be playing against where do these games be going on just in terms of trying to promote it to the listeners in ireland it's not a very you know mainstream sport so tell us a bit about the tournaments you attend with ireland or who would you play against and things like that
2: Hmm. um baseball ireland have a uh kind of home base Pardon the pun. (laughs) Um, Yes, baseball (laughs) (laughs) fans. Dan Sweatland, you're loving that. It's it's based in Ashburn. Okay. So that's where Baseball Ireland does all the practices. Um, Every year there's an Ashburn tournament. Yeah. Um, Where Baseball Ireland, we send out invitations to other teams like the Netherlands or Czech Republic or whoever is able to show up, you know, because coming to Ireland, you know, You guys are a bit removed (laughs) from everybody, but but yeah, every year we have uh, the President's Nine. Um, It's a kind of a collective all-star team of baseball players in Ireland who do not have an Irish passport. Okay. So they're a team that comes in and plays as well. Um, And then, yeah, it's mainly the headquarters. Yeah, I mean, over the past four years, they have really done a good job. Um, it it looks like a baseball field. Like honest to God, For like it sense? looks like something that I would go to in the States, like high school, college level. Um, yeah, because I remember when they didn't have any bleachers, I remember when they didn't have any batting cages, um they had no undercover area, so you know, the lovely weather here, like you're getting rained on all the time. Um but yeah, it's really nice. This it was really nice to see um, from where they came from to where they are now. It's you know, great, like yeah. the ball, like the ball's rolling a little bit. You know, it's getting moving. You know, uh, but yeah. So the, anyway, that's basically where they're based. Yeah. Cool. And
0: well. how and how many of the players say involved or the people involved in the organizing committee and so forth are Irish as opposed to say born outside of Ireland, but obviously want to bring the game to Ireland. You know. Mm-hmm. Where is it, is it kind of, is it 50% of Irish people or is it more so, you know, there's only, there's only a small minority of Irish people. I'm just trying to get a, get a sense of how many people out there, Irish and and maybe grew up, you know, Mm
2: -hmm. with just an Irish background that love the game out there. Mm -hmm. Um, we have probably about 40%, 30% Irish nationals. Okay um the rest are players we have to fly in from the states Hmm. who i mean their grandparents were irish they have access to getting an irish passport and everything like that it's kind of one of the big struggles we have is because right now in this period of time we don't have an army of young lads that grew up playing the game yeah we don't have that you know that uh, that base sort of of players we can draw from. So we have to bring in players and introduce the game. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of players from like a hurling background have a very good shot because of the swing. Yeah, yeah, their swing's a little bit different. You know, they're swinging up. Or in baseball, we're swinging down. But when you're talking about hip rotation, power, you know, coming from the lower half, um, they really have you Know the skill set, yeah, to just kind of translate it into baseball, and a lot of them like it because they're not running as much, you know, <laughs> like the, they're not constantly going back and forth, you know, they just stand in the outfield, catch the ball, you know. Um, yeah, what the one of the best hitters on the national team has a hurling background, very good, um, very smooth swing, you know, and all we had to all they had to do really is kind of tweak it a little bit, and he's been one of the best hitters on the team for. I don't know how long he's been on the team, but yeah, he's definitely one of the best. And the obviously have good hand-eye coordination, oh, yeah. which helps like,
0: you know, running down a ball and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm. So, Kieran does doesn't know a lot about the game. Not huge amounts. No. So, if you were okay. you're talking about trying to bring it more to Irish people, like I want my son to play baseball, right? Mm-hmm. How would you introduce baseball to, say, Kieran, And what would be the first things you'd be trying to say to him maybe about... This is why I want you get into baseball. This is what makes it different, and why I'm
2: still playing today. Okay. Well, Kiran, <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing I would ask you is probably like, do you have any athletic background? Like, what's your background? So hurling
1: Gaelic football would very be the mainstays. Yeah. Okay, that's half the battle over. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, mean, I don't have to do that much with you. Very...
2: It doesn't mean I'm good hurling. To play. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But um, so they're not asking like, have you ever thought about you know trying? Be, have Have you seen baseball? Yeah, or, you I've know, been to yeah. a few
1: games. I've been to Anaheim Angels. I've been to the okay. Yankees, the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, trying to get an understanding of the game. I've been to my new favorite team, the San Francisco Giants. Okay, I really enjoyed them. Um, so definitely interested. Mm-hmm. It's and with in terms of the skill set, it's just that it seems like a very powerful game. So it looks like you need to be very strong, but also very powerful. Is there a lot of gym work that needs to be done to get to the level of being, say, a pitcher or, say, a
2: batter? There is a lot of gym work. um, But at the same time, uh, baseball is, is different. It's not like rugby where, you know, the more physically you know like the lean mass sort of yeah powerful you are the better you're gonna be yeah um because in baseball there's a lot of skills like fielding a ground ball being able to throw accurately timing a baseball reading the hop you know so with your hurling background when somebody you know blasts it across the field and you have to read how it's going to bounce what spins on it you know like Uh, Now, there's going to be no guy digging you with a hurley as you're trying to catch it. Well, that was me in hurley. Oh, that was you. Okay, good. Well, You can't do that baseball. (laughs) (laughs) You can't have a bat in the field, right? (laughs) Except if you're hitting. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I would say like a lot of those skills, you don't need to be strong. You know, you just have to be athletic. You have to be um, able to use your hands. Um, So... Like, you don't necessarily have to be a Brian Driscoll. this an yeah. athletic freak of nature, <laughs> you know, like just blew past everybody. Like, yeah. And um, baseball, it kind of gives those kids an opportunity who aren't really like athletic specimens because the harder you work at specific skills, the better you're going to be. Yeah. Um, there's actually a lot of major leaguers that were told. You're never going to play in the big leagues. You're not good enough. You're not tall enough. You're not strong enough. A guy by the name of David Eckstein, he was like five, I don't know, six, right. five, seven. He was he was a midget out there. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. he was... Angels. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he had one of the hardest work ethics of anybody. Like, he wouldn't say no. He wouldn't take no for an answer. Yeah. He wasn't the strongest. He was not the best, but he kept on working at it and working at it. And he had an exceptional major league career. Um, But, see, like, if you take that to, like, rugby, for example, the guy who isn't athletic or powerful, like, he can't be on the pitch. Yeah. You know, he won't be there because that is such a powerful game, you know. Um, Whereas baseball you can stand around for about 10 minutes to kind of wait for your next ground ball. You know what I mean? Um, and baseball is a lot easier on your body. Yeah. Um, like you're not taking hits every day, like in the NFL. Um, uh, you're not running back and forth all the time. Like you are in soccer or basketball. Um, so it's generally a safer game. Um, <laughs>
1: In terms of the the safety and looking at the recovery of it, so what we see on television is a lot of pitchers um, icing their shoulder after, mm-hmm. let's say they've they've had to play the game. <coughs> what what is the reason behind that? Is it just for pain relief, swelling, and things like that? And does that incorporate a big um, part of baseball, the recovery side of things? Mm,
2: that is a uh, definitely uh, a big part of recovery. There's kind of a debate going on right now about whether icing's actually, you know, good because. Yeah your body's natural way of healing is to get inflamed and to kind of go through that process naturally. So you're applying like this really extreme, you know, remedy to that. Your your body would heal fine naturally on its own anyway, you know, granted you take the time to rest and everything. So, but yeah, in baseball, we don't really have the same injuries you would have um, in normal sports, it's more of a wear and tear over time. So the amount of force it takes for your shoulder and your elbow to throw 95 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, your elbow has to hyperextend 90 degrees to be able, you know, all the force from your legs up and it gets released into your arm. It's a lot of wear and tear on your arm because it's the hinge, it's the lever yeah. and the lever, you know, it's the last thing that all that force goes through That transmits it, yeah so there's a lot of injuries with the infraspinatus you know supraspinatus the rotator cuff you know the elbow i mean it's just because 10 15 years of doing it you know and guys not taking the time to rest that's what really that that's where the injuries come from okay so that,
1: that lowered management of gameplay exactly is taking you to rest as well excellent
0: yeah, that's very good. And like, obviously, we've seen like the Tommy John, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. out, all that, like the other mm. collateral ligament and all those. So there's tendons and everything do get battered through time, right? Mm. Um, very good. I, you know, I want to talk a little bit about batting. You know, you're in the batting batting cage, and it's something that I've I've seen up close and personal. And, and I was watching Mookie Betts a couple of months ago mm. in there, mm. and and Ben and Tendi and guys like that, and just how they read a ball coming that fast, they've reacted so quickly that oh it's a fastball, oh now it's a change up. Mm-hmm. And and just talk through for us and our listeners a little bit about what happens when you get into the batting box and what does what does Timmy Rodriguez do in order to hit a double, hit a triple, hit a homer and understand how to do it? What 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 do you do? What's your strategy?
2: Um my strategy has been to be as relaxed as possible without falling asleep so i mean you, you, you can be relaxed you know but if you're too relaxed you're not gonna be able to do anything you know so um it's like a relaxed awareness if i had to describe it because you know what the objective is is to hit the ball but if you're too amped like if you think this is like championship get super bowl like you know it's not gonna work because too much adrenaline you're tense you know you're you're very tense so um the only way to hit a baseball is to relax and you know when you walk up you have that confidence that i put in the work i know what to do i've been training for this my whole life um and it's the simplest thing on the planet just hit the ball Like, nobody's asking me to hit it and run and tackle the pitcher. Nobody's asking me to do anything else. Like, my job at the plate is just to hit it. And if you make it as simple as possible, you know, um, it's also very important to not be thinking. Because if you're thinking about where your hands are, where, how your legs are positioned, who's looking at you in the stands, you know, like, is the girl you invited, is she watching me right now? You can't be thinking about that stuff. Um, You just have to be thinking about hitting the baseball. Um, And especially when it's coming at you at 95, and then it's taking a left turn at 87, and then it's almost completely coming to a stop at 65. So the change in speed, you know. Um, And also a big thing about hitting is, Really what you're trying to do is put yourself in a position to be successful. Um, and honestly, the more relaxed you are, you know, the more successful you're going to be because you've had the training, you've done it. Now it's just time to kind of let it happen. So, In terms
1: good. of you're walking up to the plate, Tim, and, and you're about to bat, what strategies do you use to get into that relaxed state? Do you use breathing? Do you use mental talk? What do you use yourself mm-hmm. to calm yourself down?
2: For me personally, it's uh, a couple of deep breaths. Yeah. Um, I like to, when I'm on the on-deck circle, I like to look into the outfield. Just kind of see where they're positioned. um, Just kind of breathe, almost go into like a meditative state. um, And walk up comfortable. Yeah. You know, as comfortable as possible because when there's a stadium of people screaming at you, Um, and you know, the guys in the dugout are like, come on, Timmy, let's go. Let's go. And the guys in the other dugout, they're probably screaming stuff that we can't say, (laughs) you know, but it's just with all of that, like you just walk up as comfortable as possible because, you know, when you're at the plate, you're home. It's, it should be a place that feels normal. Yeah. You know, if you're uncomfortable in any way, if you're anxious or whatever, or if you're thinking, you know, you're not going to be successful. And it has been proven time and time again, you know, like in the next time you watch a Major League Baseball game before the batter goes up to bat, watch his routine. Yeah. Watch what he does. Is he chatting to the guys in the dugout? No. You know, some guys smile, you know, that relaxes them. Some guys have a face that looks like they're going to murder somebody, <laughs> you know, uh, we just kind of watch their mannerisms and and their walk to the plate. Like none of them sprint to the plate. Yeah. You know, uh, none of them have this, you know, NFL end zone football dance before they go up. You know, it's a, it's a very calm meditative, you know, procedure. Yeah. So yeah, the next time you watch a baseball game, just kind of watch them That's and see good. how they yeah. approach it. You know, Pretty um, that's um, fantastic. What I want to ask you about now,
0: let's let's go to that point in a game when, you know, it's coming into the bottom of the eighth, you're down a couple of runs and it hasn't been your day, right? Mm. You, you know, as good as you are hitting, maybe you're a three hundred hitter or whatever you are and you're you're oh for three. Mm. So so what what happens with I always find it amazing how how those guys just are are mentally prepared for it, and then and then they make the big play at the you know, mm-hmm. in the batter's box. So, so how, how do you kind of reframe yourself or bounce back for that? Those, I suppose, obstacles that you've had prior to that moment, when you haven't quite played as you wanted to. Mm. Well,
2: in baseball, we have a saying, uh, what have you done for me lately? So basically, that stems from, if I'm 0 for 3, doesn't matter now. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, my job now is to get the job done. Mm-hmm. That's my job. You know, if we're down by a couple of runs, you know, nobody cares if you were over three because everybody's looking at you in that moment. Now's the time. Like, it's, it's time to go. Like, you have to do your job. And so, again, in that situation, you're going to feel jitters. You're going to be overly anxious and everything like that. But, again, that same mentality of I've been here before, I've done this before, you know, it kind of puts you in the mindset to be successful. But yeah, like it's very nerve wracking when you're 0 for 3 and you walk up to the plate and your team's looking at you, you know, <laughs> like because there's nobody else out there. It's just you. And yeah, it's very nerve wracking. But, you know, that is kind of how we approach the situation. You know, it's nothing new to us. Yeah. You know, we've been playing the game our whole lives. Um, you could fail. You know, in baseball, you fail seven times out of ten, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You can't be a neurosurgeon and fail seven times out of ten and keep your job <laughs> So, yeah, it's that 300 batting average. You know, you fail seven times out of ten, you're, they're going to put your picture up. You know, they're going to put ribbons on it and all that. Um, so, yeah, like, failure is a part of the game, and failure is our biggest teacher. So... If you walk up in that situation thinking you're gonna fail, I mean, yeah, you're done basically. So,
1: in terms of the elite players at the moment, so like the highest, like Mike Trout or Bryce Harper. Mm -hmm. So, what separates them? Is it their mental fortitude? Is it their technique and skills? Is it their power? What do you think puts them at the top of the game?
2: Definitely uh, mental toughness. Because in the minor leagues, physically, everybody's the same. Physically, yeah. Every hitter has the ability to hit it 420 feet. Every pitcher can throw 90 plus, well not every pitcher, but most of them. Every pitcher can throw a slider. But the thing that separates a big leaguer from a minor leaguer is mental toughness, the mentality behind it, the ability to ignore everything going on around you and get the job done basically better than the guy next to you. That's really all it is. Because in spring training, you know, I'm looking at my fellow outfielders and everything. On paper, we're all pretty much the same. You know, 6'2", 17 and a half stone, you know, big, you know, we can bash, you know, we can hit the ball out of the ballpark. But, you know, the mentality and the consistency, that's what's going to separate them. And right now, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, they have those two aspects. Every year, there's guys that get drafted, big money contracts. They have the Bryce Harper talent. They have the Mike Trout power. Yeah. They have the body. They have the attitude. You know, they have everything. But the piece they're missing is that mental toughness. You know, that strength. So that's really what separates a minor leaguer from a big leaguer. Yeah.
0: Excellent.
2: The game of baseball has
0: evolved a lot. Right mm-hmm. over the last couple of years, we've seen so much happen. You know, let's Sammy Sosa, Mark Maguire, those years, mm-hmm. you know, the home run years, Um, Barry Bonds. We've seen so many pitches, we've seen the reliever, we've seen what's happened with that, the evolvement of, of that. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the next thing? What's the next evolvement in the game of baseball in the next three years, five years? How do you see the game of baseball maybe technically changing or? Or, or changing for spectators, or what? What, in your opinion, do you think is the next big thing happening?
2: The next big thing, um, we might start seeing a lot more. Sohei Otani's. Um, he's a pitcher with the Angels from Japan. Yeah, very good. And he's a hitter. Yeah. At the same time, you don't see that yeah. ever. Yeah. Like except in the National League when you have to hit the yeah. pitcher because it's the yeah. rules. Like yeah. the pitcher unfortunately has to hit, you know, yeah. which is awesome in a way. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's not really good for you know <laughs> <laughs> producing mm. runs versus a We'll yeah. come back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think we're gonna start seeing a lot of that because we call them two way guys. Um, a guy that can pitch and can go and mash if he needs to. Um, One of the other um, evolutions, I think, in the game is the strike zone. You know, we're already starting to flirt with, you know, the box, you know, the laser, you know, the camera and all that stuff. So I think what's going to happen. Oh, and, you know, we can go back to the instant replay, you know, if you want to challenge a call. So we're already kind of moving in that direction. And you've seen it in other sports like rugby, soccer. You know, soccer, I don't think I have seen it. It's Personally. coming in slowly. Yeah, it's coming in slowly. So, a lot of these technical advances are going to take the game out of the referee's hands a little bit more. And that's going to be interesting because it's going to hurt the umpire's ego. You know, when he calls a strike and then that camera, you know, shows him where the ball actually is. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to be like, yeah, Jim, you can take the day off. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, that's what I think is going to happen I think that that's just where the game's evolving um, now that we have all this technology and we have the ability to actually get the calls right you know a higher percentage of the time that's where I think it's going to go um, there's going to be a lot of backlash though um, there really is because um, you see it you see when I do makes a bad call and the hitter just loses his mind you know <laughs> I'm going to miss that because yeah. if we have that there's going to be no more like arguing with the umpire yeah, it's yeah. going to be screaming yeah. at a computer screen <laughs> you know what I mean so but yeah that's where I think it's going to go in the future
1: there is a lot of templates for it the NFL for example mm. has taken a lot of decisions out but is there certain elements of that that takes away from the sort of tradition of the game like would you before the the like the introduction of the technology or do you feel it just sort of changes the dynamic of the national home time or pastime game should I say hmm.
2: well as a purist yeah. of the sports um, I kind of have this mentality like if it isn't broke don't fix it Yeah. you know there's a 100 plus years history of the game and the game is carried on just fine Yeah. without the technology but at the same time it's putting every single player in a better position in a game that's already hard enough and It also kind of helps the umpires as well. Even though when they get showed up, you know, it's going to hurt the (laughs) ego a little bit, you know. But I grew up with old school baseball. I grew up with the stories of, you know, like Pete Rose, you know, sliding in, taking a guy out of second base. You can't do that anymore. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of old school things you miss about the game because it it is evolving. Um, But yeah, as a purist, like, I loved, you know, sliding and having your spikes a little higher than they need to be, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're not going to teach any of the kids that in Ireland, but uh, no, it's just it's just one of those things you're not going to see as much anymore, um, and it's, it, it's sad, really, because, you know, it's a part of the game that helped make the game what it is today, and yeah, I, I really don't want to see it go, but you know, anyway. Uh, I don't want to get too emotional about it.
0: (laughs) What what for baseball can make it really appealing to the Irish person? To the Irish person off the street, if we say, we want you to watch the Vision series, we want you to watch all the way to the October World Series, this is why. Mm -hmm. What's the big big why behind why someone should, you know, watch three and a half hours of of baseball on the TV Mm. for you?
2: That might be the toughest question (laughs) you've asked me today. (laughs) Put the purist on the spot. You've done so well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why should you watch baseball? Number one is the history behind it. It's not just an American history. It's an Irish history. There's a lot of people in this country that during the 1800s they went over and they've been going over ever since. And if you go to Cooperstown, you're going to see a whole bunch of Irish names. And they became part of the game that I love and they had a role to play in building the game to what it is today. You know, like Crosby, you know, and they proved that an Irish born can play baseball and not only play, but played at a level exceptionally well. Not only that, also go to the hall of fame in a foreign country. So if you're asking, you know, why would I convince somebody you know, in Ireland to watch baseball is because it's part of your history, too. It's not. It's an American game. It is. But, you know, there's a lot of people in Ireland that don't know that, you know, most people what they see, they see old oh, big American game. You know, it's, you know, it's it's, it's the Yanks sport, you know what I mean? Um, but honestly, like there's a lot of people that don't even know how big a part Irish people had in the game. Uh, From the Civil War era all the way up to where it is now. Um, So if you trace back and you just look at some of the names, you know, like you guys like have a huge part in the story that we call baseball. And in Ireland, like the pride behind any athlete, behind any tradition, it is thick and it is, uh, you feel it, you know what I mean? Especially... When take Katie Taylor, like when she won, the entire country erupted. Like, I'm surprised it wasn't set on fire. <laughs> like, but, you know, even if you've never seen a boxing match in your life and you were watching Katie that day, yeah. it didn't matter. None of it mattered yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, she was from Ireland, yeah. you know, yeah. she's us, you know. So, if you're looking at baseball in that light, you know, instead of looking at, at it as an American game, you know, look at it as an adopted game by the Irish, you know, um, you know, you're going to love your adopted son, just like you're going to love, you know, your, no, <laughs> your, it's your, your really son. have so. definitely,
1: definitely gone the right angle appealing to Irish people about pride and heritage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you started there, I was
0: like, yeah, he's, he's good. He did not understand <laughs> that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yeah so just in terms of I'm 29 now Mm -hmm. I wanted to pick up baseball tomorrow is there what's the best way to do it find a local club Mm -hmm. and what are the chances of me doing any good am I too old
2: uh well you're not too old um and I'm not just saying that because we need players I'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) um it all depends like I love the Irish saying you're not you don't know until you know yeah um but while you're trying to figure out if, you know, you're in Dublin, most of the teams are here in Dublin, all you have to do is reach out, you know, we got a glove for you, we got cleats, we got a bat, all you have to do is show up yeah. and no, see if it takes.
1: Where can we find you? Either phone numbers or whereabouts you train and stuff for any listeners that are interested.
2: Um, there is a Facebook webpage, uh, Baseball Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And also, every single team has their own website. Yeah. Uh, The Dublin Hurricanes, the Dublin Spartans, uh, Dublin Mariners. And a lot of that is basically Facebook as well. Yeah. There are some teams that actually have a website, uh, like Baseball Ireland, I believe they do. Um, So, yeah, like, if you really wanted to look, it wouldn't be that hard. There's not that many of us, so, I mean... (laughs) You just choose between the four teams in Dublin and <laughs> just kind of throw a dart at a board, you know. I am a hurricane if you're interested. There you go. So,
1: yeah. we've, a, we've a new allegiance,
0: I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Timmy, we're coming towards the end. I want to ask you a couple of quick-fire questions. Okay. okay, <laughs> With a baseball-specific sort of lens on it today. If you had a walk-off song, you know, you just hit it, bottom of the ninth, won the game, bases were loaded. What's your walk-off song? Uh here comes the boom by Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um so prior, you just hit that home run. hmm Do you
2: do anything with the bat or do you do do you flip it or what do you do with the bat? Uh my father would kill me <laughs> if I flipped it. Nah man, nah nah, like Respect. Yeah, you just you hit it, you set your bat down, then you jog. That's it. <laughs> Love that. it.
0: Um you know, a guy called Willie Mays made a great catch back in the day. Mm-hmm. Are you um are you more of hitting the big bomb or running down a catch like Willie Mays? Uh, I'm more of hitting it. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And and last one from me. The two of us have learned a lot today, as is everyone that's listened to this. And it's been really, really interesting, a lot of fun. Um, away from baseball for a minute, give us a life lesson that you've learned from from all your travel, all your experience, all those long bus journeys that you've had from the West to here, and all around the U.S.? Give us, give us a, a lesson that we can take from the room today.
2: Mm. Well, the oh man, I take it back. That's, a, that's the toughest question. <laughs> um, well, something that is, you know, I've carried my whole life is uh, if you want to do something, get out of your own way and do it. Especially like being able to play at a high level in baseball, you're going to have the naysayers, you know, some of them teachers, you know, some of them people you're supposed to be looking up to. Uh, They could be a parent, a friend, anybody. But deep down, we all know what we want to do. And if you don't do it, that's on you. Mm -hmm. The only responsibility we really have is to pursue what we're interested in and to do it because no one's going to do it for you and if at the end of the day when you're 80 and you're sitting in that rocking chair by the fire maybe not in Dublin but maybe you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. in Claire <laughs> <laughs> um, you know you're going to be sitting there with your thoughts and you're going to be thinking you know did I make a go of it you know some people say yeah some people say no and that's very much the epitome of high performance
0: Mm. Anything else on
2: No that pretty much
0: sums up everything That's the perfect answer I think Tim Rodriguez thank you very much for coming in today um, Myself and Cohen, Really grateful for your time And and your lessons Then We've learned a lot about what makes you you What makes you special and unique And, and why baseball is such a, a Fascinating fun and interesting game On so many different levels So thanks very much for your time Thank you, thank you.